welcome back to the Leadership Frederick County Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Cummings. So in today's episode, we're going to be speaking to three members of Leadership Frederick County's class of 2022, Rachel Mandel, P.W. Schaefer, and Kara Fritz. And we're going to be discussing History Day. So I'm going to lead off with a couple of questions for each of them uh, about their journey getting to Leadership Frederick County, because I think it's important that you guys hear these stories. And then I'm going to ask each one to reflect on History Day and tell me some of the things that stood out to them or were their aha moments. And then it's going to close with me asking them for advice for future classmates of Leadership Frederick County. And I think this is pretty important because usually when we give advice, we're usually giving it to ourselves, but then also some of, well, not some, all of these pieces of advice, I think are salient for each of us as we continue to go through Leadership Frederick County. So with that, I'll say thanks for tuning in, listen, and I hope you enjoy. So for our listeners, we've got, you know, Rachel Mandel. I was reading through your background and your profile and all that. And take me on the, you know, the journey of leading up to being part of the LFC class. What made you want to join Leadership Frederick County? I've known a lot of people, as most people have over the years, who have been through Leadership Frederick. I never seem to be able to find the time or the opportunity to do it. And it's really pretty straightforward because when I was asked in my interview why I applied, the answer was, it's about time. Yeah. It's just about time. And um, I found that this year that I did have the time, that I had the flexibility in my schedule. I did have the time. And given some of the things that I have committed myself to, I really felt that the experience of Leadership Frederick would um, really magnify or really reinforce some of the things that I was working on and thinking about. Uh, for example, uh, being involved with Community Foundation. Uh, I, this year, this month, um, I've become the, uh, the chair of the Board of Trustees. So I really felt that it was important from a broad community standpoint that if I could get a little more information and, and network a little more and understand a little bit more about the county, that that would be a benefit. Uh, the other thing that I'm working on, which really has nothing to do with anything else other than um, some crazy idea that I have, is working on something called collective impact. And um, collective- You know more about that. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, so, so in the nonprofit world, we function in a um, isolated impact model where a particular organization will have their board of directors, they'll have their budget, they'll have their mission, they'll have their volunteers, they'll have their job. And they may collaborate with other organizations on a couple of things, but it's not really the primary goal of what they do. And they do their thing and then they report back to their board and it's really very, very isolated. Collective impact is a strategy that's that's a little bigger, it's a little more systemic and it, and it what it does is it looks at a particular goal or a metric. It gathers a group of organizations around that goal and metric. There's an agreed upon um, goal that everybody says, yes, this is important to us. There's mutually reinforcing activities. 
There's um, a backbone, which is an organization or people who actually help with the work, kind of help administrate the work so that it can keep the, the initiative going. And, and, and systemically, it's a way of looking at the process or the problem just on a bigger scale, because sometimes it's just really hard to know what to do with something that's right in front of you. It's hard to make policy change. It's right. hard to advocate and really make big change, especially societal change, when everybody's doing their own thing and, and, and sticking in their own lane. So what collective impact does is it intentionally pulls people together around a particular topic, issue, or problem, seeks to move that thing forward as a community um, and, and looking at that, that bigger picture. So with all of that going on in my head, I said to myself, getting into leadership, Frederick, and getting out into the community, learning more about the community, networking more with people will only support this kind of thinking or this kind of strategy when we continue to talk about it and try and get it implemented. Yeah. You know, what part of History Day, what, what were some, what was the takeaway for you? I kept thinking about all the individuals that we had discussed, especially during your, your you know, end when we were talking about how we approached it and what popped out at us. And, and what I thought about was a quote from um, a, a lieutenant, a Marine Corps lieutenant that I just learned about recently. And, and I'm sure it's been around longer, but I don't know why, why it made an impression on me within the last couple of weeks to months. But um, Travis Mannion, who's a lieutenant Marine Corps, who unfortunately died in Iraq in, in 2007, at one point his family was asking him um, he was home for, for leave for short leave and he was going back and they were questioning him about why he was going back. Apparently he didn't have to go back or he was going back in place of somebody else. And his response was, if not me, then who? And um, then I started doing a little bit of research on it, finding out, of course, that that phrase or that variation of a phrase has been used by a lot of people over the course of time, way back, um, even to Jewish philosopher Hillel, mm -hmm. who, and, and John Lewis and JFK and Malcolm X. And I mean, just it's been used in a lot of different ways. Not only just if not us, then who, but if not now, then when. Um, and again, all variations on a theme. And But for some reason, it really caught my attention when I heard it in the context of, of, of this young man who went to Iraq, that somebody's kind of average or normal would, you know, would be thinking that way and would, would, would say that. And I kept thinking about it in the context of, of Friday, of, of History Day, uh, how many of those people that we talked to, that we came across, who did whatever they did, might have, maybe not exactly those words, but at some point it said, if not me, then who? And um, so that's really what kind of stuck out at me um, over the course of the weekend. It, and like you said, it just kind of lingered with me a little bit uh, to the point where I went back and I, I looked you know, I look some more through some of the people who would use that phrase. And I mean, I get asked that all the time. I, I'm not at the end of my career, but when I talk to people about collective impact or I talk to them about what I'm doing, they look at me and they go, well, you know, why are you doing this? What, what's, why are you taking the time to do this? You know, you don't get yeah. paid for this and you don't get paid for that. And you don't, and, and I, and this is a lot like what I used to say when I would make the case for something in administration or at the hospital or in strategy, when I would say, because it's the right thing to do, I say to these people, well, you know, if not me, then who? I mean, somebody's got to do it. Right. There's an opportunity here and, you know, it's motivating me. So why shouldn't I be doing it? 
you know, did you have any kind of aha moments? I think for me, it was a little more concrete than that on Friday. Just, just like a lot of my peers, we just found out things about Frederick County and the history that just never occurred to us. Um, how many times, of course, do we drive by Catoctin Furnace and just think it's the name of a place? We don't really realize that there's actually something there and that there's more depth to the history than, than what we knew. Or that uh, the Seton Center, um, who, who knew, a lot of people apparently, that, that the shrine is just magnificent. Yeah. Uh, well, 60,000 people a year know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what I'm saying. Who knew? A lot of people knew. <laughs> a lot of people know, but apparently one of them was not me. Um, that that's up there and that I can share that with people that I know um, and how amazing that is. Even, even some of the little stories you know, during the downtown walk, um, things that we didn't know. And, and we think that we know quite a bit about where we live. We don't know anything. Yeah. And, and that's the, the purpose, right? That's part of the purpose is to acquaint us and to make us uh, put us in that place where we, we realize we don't know a lot. And there's so much to learn about this community that we live in, that even after we're finished with Leadership Frederick, there's still more, obviously, that's gonna, that we're going to need to learn or that there's so much opportunity. Yeah. You know, it just, but the things that we saw on Friday, I mean, they were big, important things. And um, we're all very comfortable in our, what we've done and where we've been. And every now and then get to be shaken out of it and mm -hmm. go, no, don't be that comfortable. Don't be, don't be that complacent. Sure. So. I think the story about Jacob Engelbrecht, I mean, mm -hmm. I think that caught all of our attentions and wow, then right. be able to see him quoted in the, in the, the fire and rescue museum mm -hmm. on, on, you know, a couple of the big panels there, which just reinforced what we had been told on the tour downtown. Um, that was pretty impressive. I mean, I, I spent the weekend, you know, talking to people about that. I go, did you know, and, and, you know, told that story more than a couple of times. And uh, um, so that, that was pretty pretty interesting what would be one lesson or one thing that you want to tell future classes as they approach history day don't undersell yourself when you when you listen to these stories don't push it off and say i can't be like this or i can't do this or this isn't something that's in my wheelhouse Everybody has capability. Everybody has potential. Everybody can inspire. Everybody can can um, lead. I guess. Uh, just don't you know? Don't don't come in and listen to the stories and go, "Wow, those are amazing people," and that doesn't apply to me. It could apply to you. So go in with an open mind. That's great. I like that. I don't think there's anywhere to go from here because that's <laughs> we're going to leave on that note. That's really good. So we're talking to P.W. Schaefer and wanted to get your input on History Day, what your takeaways were, what you saw about it. But I want to kind of back up and approach it from how did you know this was your time to go to Leadership Frederick. What made you want to do it? Like set us, set us up, your classmates, tell them what got you to the point of saying, I want to do Leadership Frederick. Uh, easy question, easy answer, but it's going to be a little bit long. So you may have to edit this. <laughs> um, I'm a lifelong Frederick County person. 
So I'm not a Frederick City person, and I make that very clear. I'm a Frederick County, born and raised here, went to Frederick Memorial Hospital to come into this world. I wanted to do this years ago. Um, I actually put in the do this years ago. I was hoping I was going to be in the class of 15, and instead, my uh, employer decided to put me into Maryland Banking School. So I spent three years in Maryland Banking School instead of doing Leadership Frederick, um, and then went back to them to try to do this. Um, was first going to do it in 19 and had some issues with just timing and work. So I was going to do it in 20 and Rick reached out to me. I'm not sure that's a good idea. I'm like, yeah, let's just defer this. So by default, I ended up into the class of 21, 22. Um, glad I did. Um, it's a really good class. It's a really good um, resource for me as well, for me to get what I wanted out of it. Um, it's more than what I thought it would be. And I had high expectations. And I think you as some of the leadership team and Rick has also noted that and pointed it out. This is really a dynamic, powerful class. And I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, good. I agree. Um, okay. So well, let's talk about history day. We started off, you know, um, went through, took, you know, started at the visitor center, went all the way through, ended at the, uh, um, I call it the grotto or, you know, the, uh, Elizabeth Ann Seton shrine. What were your thoughts throughout the day? Um, let's take a step just a little bit backwards. Sure. Um, I'm fortunate enough to say I've been to the visitor center. I've been to the civil war museum. I've been to Emmitsburg firehouse. The only place I had not been to was the grottos. Um, so to give you a perspective of that, um, I was there with the prior predecessor toward that went through a rotary tour, went through just to visit and get some gift cards. Um, they've done a wonderful job. Um, it's a really nice experience. It brings more, of for me being on the outskirts and a Frederick County person, more of Frederick County and not just the city. And that's wonderful to see. It gives a lot of folks uh, a different perspective of we have so much to offer in our, in our I'll say, little county. Mm -hmm. So then when you kind of take the walk and you go over to the Civil War Museum, I come from, I'll say, a medical background family, even though I'm in the banking business. It is important to see how we as a society played an integral part in that. Um, you would think going back a couple of times, oh, maybe it would get a little bit stale. But uh, David and his past folks have really done a good job of trying to edit that and bring that up to speed and change that piece with our growing time. So that's nice to see some people in the class were talking about the, the peg leg and it was kind of like a little gruesome and the uh, undertaker and that piece, but that's part of the process. And it's nice to see that we really, as Frederick County took our streets, rolled them up and helped those folks in a wonderful way. And a lot of people can contribute to the start of medicine and the, the way hospitals and trauma um, got its course, which was nice to hear and see and, and understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that, you know, that's what I found was one of kind of the sub themes and unintentional, uh, at least on my part, you know, looking at transformational leaders and, you know, we studied that idea of transformational leadership. People just stepped up and stepped in at all the different times, all the different periods of, of Frederick County's history to just do something that was far beyond their capability, 
It would far outlive them, but they just went and did it. They started and it rallied, you know, kind of rallied people to the cause, whatever it was. Um, it was, it was pretty exciting to see. One of the points that uh, was in the crowd, I would say, in my group, when we then toured from the Civil War Museum and we walked the streets of Frederick County, um, I refer to those as the aha moments. Mm -hmm. and, and the aha was like, wow, I never experienced this, that this street was here 150 years ago, that we as people did this and accomplished this. And it was nice to say, yeah, and, and we're here living that um, and understanding that and trying to carry that tradition on just to take a little bit of our time and step out of what our comfort zone is to help somebody else. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I, I really think that's what makes that's one of the things that makes Frederick County so unique. This group, you know, the, the folks around Frederick County think, how can I make life better for everybody in the county? You know, yes. in, in Western Maryland, in Maryland. Yes. And they yes. just, you know, it's like, it, it's so, uh, I don't know. I get drawn into it and I, I enjoy seeing it. So, well, you see those people, Hey, I want to be a part of this cause, or I want to do this, mm -hmm. or I want to donate this. That's great. That's awesome. We really appreciate it. But to your point, you see people uh, that are in organizations or in events or, and they're in multiple events and multiple organizations to make uh, a rich, impactful um, change for yeah. us. Yeah. So what was one of your, aha moments you talked about you know seeing those what was one of yours um actually where i hadn't been uh the grottos okay um what a beautiful place what a a nice place and the uh jovial kid in me when i first get there i'm like i don't want to go in there yet i want to go outside and play kickball with the kids <laughs> yeah um but wonderful grounds but the story of how you came from something um married into something and totally lost it all moved away left your children um husband passed away then came back to the states and was like you know what i'm gonna make a difference this is something that i need to do and i'm going to make a difference that was an impactful thing for me to be able to say wow you sacrificed everything for frederick county for the kids for the community mm -hmm. um such a beautiful place as well that's a, um, a hidden gem in Frederick County it's like wow um, and that's a story across to take a sidebar for a second that's a story across all these places yeah the people that gave the message were so beautiful and I'm not sure that's the best word but their message was beautiful they were so involved they wanted to do something not for themselves but for the good of the organization and the good of the community um, and the tour people mm -hmm. um, really solidified that. So it's like, wow, you can come back anytime, just come back. And it's like, wow, I didn't think I could come because maybe I'm not of that religious faith, but it, it didn't matter. Anybody could come. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even consider that. And now that I think on it, you're right. I mean, it was, yeah. Because we went to two oh. denominational churches and it didn't matter. Um, and I think to, to, to get a little political, we as a society need to be able to uh, peel that onion back mm -hmm. and, and see that it, it doesn't matter if you can do this or do that. You're welcome. And let's be a contributor of this little group to make the bigger group of Frederick County better. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think on that, you know, quote unquote, political point, I think by and large, the everyday person doesn't really care what letter comes after your name, what you vote, Mm-mm. you know, what this, we just, we just care about each other. Yes. Yes. You know? And it's, I, I, there's, I, maybe there's not a way to prove it, but I would, I would, I would stake my fortune on if we all turn the television off for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. we remember just how much we had in common and how much we liked each other. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we could get um, so far. I can, past- I can tell you, uh, my, my tour person I've known for years, he's in a civic organization with me. Um, and he reached out to me and he's like, Hey, let's connect. He's like, you were awesome doing the tour. Um, so I'm connecting with somebody else. That's a, a competitor in my industry. And it, it doesn't matter to either one of us. Right. Um, there was the other need, and to, to prove your point, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the folks or a lot of the class of 22 in Leadership Frederick have children. We want mm-hmm. the best for our children. We want the best for the community. Um, if we can lay a couple stakes, and, and you hear that, it's very cliche, but if I can leave the world a little bit better than what I had and leave my kids in a little bit better situation, um, I did my part. Yeah, that's awesome. So besides the aha moments, what was, what was something, what was one of your takeaways now that you've had about a week to really reflect on it? What's something that either has changed in you or was awakened in you, something that you came away with that you're like, I, you know, this is how that, this is how that experience affected me. Um, I would probably lean a little bit toward just getting involved more um we are all so busy it's a very uh trying time in the world for many reasons and i know in the financial world in my world of work um very busy um trying to deal with ppp trying to deal with customers trying to deal with family and live a little bit of my life um but the impact that we can also make in the community to want to leave it in a better place. It's like, you know, I have to carve that time out. I need to carve that time out. So that's my aha moment um, to listen to the tourism, to see the civil war, to walk the streets. Uh, I just need to take a little bit more time and stop and enjoy it for myself, but also enjoy it for the community and, and do something as well. So uh, one final question, what would be your advice to future LFC classes. Don't be afraid to want to learn new things. Don't be afraid to set yourself out there in a larger group. Um, And I talked about the group a little bit earlier. I would say a lot of large leaders, a lot of integral folks, but you also had some under 30 folks. Um, And that brings a little bit different perspective and allows us as I would say some of the seasoned folks to still get a different perspective. So put yourself out there, want to do something for yourself as well as your community. So talking to Kara Fritz and Kara wanted to start off the way I uh, started with the others and have you take us back to before LFC and why 
did you want or choose to do the uh, leadership Frederick County and why now? So before LFC, um, I wanted to be part of the program um, because I've heard about it from a variety of people and it sounded like a really great opportunity for me to get to know my community better. And so I've lived in Frederick for about four years um, and feel like there's still, um, I feel like a newbie still in a lot of ways, particularly (laughs) um, the last year and a half of it being in a pandemic and kind of limiting some of those opportunities to continue to get to know people um, and the community and the the resources and things that are around. Um, So I thought it would be a great way to get to know Frederick County. Um, So just from a a personal um, perspective to make some of those connections. Um, And then professionally, I was really encouraged to do it because of my work um, with workforce services um, with the Frederick County government, which is part of the um, county's economic development division. Um, So in terms of Um, profession, you know, it's helpful to know um, more about the people and the businesses and the the needs and the services or the gaps in needs and services. Um, In my role working with youth and young adults, we're trying to connect them to education and that that will lead to employment opportunities. Um, And so I felt like LFC would be really valuable in helping me be more effective um, in the role that I have at work. So let's talk history day. What was something that you came away with? Um, so first, I had never been to any of those places. Um, so that was really cool. Um, to everything was a new experience. Um, it was also a lot of content um, in, in the yeah. course of a day. It was great content, but it was a lot, um, particularly mm-hmm. because I had never been to any of those places. Uh, but something that I, that I took away one thing that has been kind of still stuck in my mind um, or that, that I felt like I connected with um, was the work that they're doing at the Catoctin Furnace. Um, mm-hmm. That was really, um, really intriguing to me. And I really appreciated that they are just are telling the stories of, of, of the people, right, of the laborers, both the yeah. enslaved and the free. Um, and so I don't know if this counts as a takeaway, um, but there's certainly has still been in my mind for the last week, some sort of, Carrie, you need to be more connected there. There's, there's something there for you to, to do a little bit more, to learn more, to support, to, um, so, so that was, that was one thing. Um, It's another takeaway. There's a wide variety of, of stuff that has happened in Frederick County. Um, I, I did not realize how much tourism there was in the county that's connected to history. Um, mm-hmm. That was a big kind of learning moment for me and, and going, oh, this is why people come, um, particularly connected to like Civil War history. So yeah. I studied history in college, have degrees in history and, and African-American studies. Um, but the Civil War was not a part of our history that really intrigued me in terms of learning about the the key people and the battle movements and troop right. movements and all of those sorts of things. So to to learn how much um, tourism is connected to that exploration of history was really interesting to me. What then? What was one of the mem- more memorable moments for you going through that? That you look back and you think, "Man, that's going to stay. That's going to be burning my memory and stay with me for a little while." 
So I think I already kind of alluded to it a little bit, but it was that that visit to the Catoctin furnace. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's something there that was just a little bit different for me. Yeah. I think in terms of um, taking in information, maybe connecting a little bit more personally to the work that they're doing. The day was the day was so focused on like life in the 1800s, and I know that the Catoctin furnace kind of fits into that that mm-hmm. period, but it felt um, real different to me from what we had done in the morning um, in terms of who we had talked to and um, or who we had learned about and those connections, particularly to like Revolutionary War, Civil War, um, people who maybe passed through Frederick or did significant things in Frederick County, but weren't really a part of the fabric of the Frederick County community at the time in which they lived. Mm. and we got to the furnace and these are people who, the stories of people who lived in Frederick County, yeah. who worked in Frederick County, right? Didn't, didn't come through um, on, you know, on the national road or didn't come through as part of, you know, a, a civil war battle. Um, but they were people who, who lived and worked and struggled and celebrated um, and, and experienced life in Frederick County. Um, and so I think that's what resonated with me the most about the visit to the furnace is that these are people who lived here, who worked here, who were the, the fabric of, of the community. Um, and just hearing those stories was really um, impactful to me. Transformational leadership wise, or what is something that is, I guess, sitting with you or, or are you thinking about? So I do think, um, you know, as we talked about transformational leadership, right? It's, it's people who are just doing what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and they're not, and they have the personality and the skill set and the vision to bring other people along, right. And, yep. and, and to, to follow them. Um, and they kind of have a, a, they have a pulse on what that need is. Um, so as we were, as I was reflecting on the day and thinking through who were some of the transformational leaders that we kind of heard about. Um, and, and I don't think this was her intention as she was talking about it. It might've been, but I thought about protein from mm-hmm. Arch. Um, and as she was sharing a little bit about Arch's history um, and she was talking about David Key, who yeah. was the, who, the president who recently passed away yeah. and the work that he did um, to carry on the work that was started by the founder of Arch. Um, and how he's a transformational leader, right? His commitment yep. to this is a, you know, this is a story, this is a history, this is a culture that needs to be highlighted, honored, and preserved. Things need to be told and people need to know of, about this, this group of people, this presence in our community, right? And so he was, he's, he saw this as a need um, and worked hard to do that. And so I don't know that I can pinpoint and say like, here's this one specific community need, right? Okay. That we have right yeah. now in, in 2021, um, that three generations later, someone will come back and, and kind of look and go, oh, hey, Leadership Project County class, best class ever. Is it <laughs> for us to call ourselves that? Uh, <laughs> but but that we would be people who, who do that, right? Who yeah. look around and see, see a need um, and something that's unique to us. Right. And, you know, that's like, I can do, 
I have gifts and skills and can see needs and address needs that you can't see or address, right? Um, right. And so that, that that would be kind of a hallmark is kind of in my own small way, in our own small ways that we are meeting needs and yep. bringing people along with us um, to, you know, not for glory or fame or to be in a history book or a visitor center video in three generations, um, <laughs> but but to um, we'll be holograms by that point so sure yeah holograms somebody <laughs> pops up out of on the hand instead of a phone no no, no it'll, be, it'll be crazy um so last question i'll ask you that i've asked the others what is a piece of advice you would give to the future lfc class connected to history day or just in general your choice they're yeah they're getting ready to start lfc and you you can give them a piece of advice what piece of advice would you give them I would say have an open mind. It's short, it's cliche, have an open no. mind. Um, I think one thing that I am trying to do for myself that might be good advice for others is to be okay not being in control, right? Mm-hmm. In so many situations um, that I am in in life, I find myself in a position where I'm responsible for making sure we do things on time, we get to places on time, that all the boxes get checked. Right. Um, and that's like default for my personality. Um, and so I am um, working on being okay, not knowing all the details and just receiving and participating. Right. So I think, I think maybe the piece of advice there is um, have an open mind and be open to just receive, right. Be ready to just, just take um, those of us who are in leadership positions that I don't think that's always our default is to just to sit back and just kind of absorb and to receive and mm-hmm. be okay just just doing that um so so I think that's my my piece of advice um, okay. be okay that's just great. receiving and just kind of going along for the ride so you know I was offered an agenda a printout of an agenda at the visitor center you know before we left and I said you know what I don't want it I I'm just gonna I'm just going to go. Like, I don't need to know if somebody's going to point me in the right direction, tell me when it's time to move. And, and it was freeing and I loved it. Um, and so, yeah, That's open awesome. mind, be along for the ride. And that brings us to the time for our podcast and our time together. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I hope you enjoyed those interviews as much as I did. So look forward to seeing you back here for the next one where we discuss Agricultural Day. All right, guys, take care, and we'll talk to you soon.